0: Brought to you by the Rugby Outlet Mall, equipping you for freedom and connection through rugby. Find out more at rugbyoutletmall.com. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Time Ibaylu, and this is the podcast where we speak with people about the opportunities that they have received, that they have found, that they have created. And basically, the stories of the opportunities that they are getting to partake in by a rugby. We got a great guest today. This is one that's always a personal favorite, mainly because a lot of it comes because there's a cultural element to it. You know, this guy's a Nigerian. He's one of the reasons why he came on was because he's Nigerian. But overall, because he's just an amazing rugby player, an amazing rugby player on the rise. Freddie, Henry, Ajuda... This guy is about to play for Nigerian rugby. Formerly played for Rugby ATL. Former Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker. And even bigger, a former HBCU rugby classic. uh, HBCU rugby classic. HBCU historically black college and university athlete. You know, this is a guy who is what we call the, the ultimate crossover player and, uh, it's good to see what's happening with him as uh, you know he continues his journey and we're going to hear a little bit more about it one of the main reasons though i'm not going to pretend is because of the fact is he started playing for nigeria rugby and nigeria rugby the national team the black stallions shout out i was going to say green eagles but that's the soccer team so we don't we're not even going to acknowledge that the black stallions they're trying to make the rise up, take over the African continent. Yo, South Africa, you need to watch out. We got that true talent. Uganda, you got to watch out. Madagascar, you got to watch out. Nigeria, black stallions are coming. Giddy up. <laughs> but no, this is, it's a great interview. Great listen. Uh, talking about a guy who's had a, a really interesting and storied story. History getting into it And uh, you definitely can see where The the need to achieve The will to achieve and go above and beyond Comes out of So you guys would truly love this Uh, There's not really much to say within the rugby world We're still another Few weeks We're still uh, out from rugby Really starting here in the US Premiership rugby already kicked off this past weekend So you know that's I guess A plus in and of itself Let me see what the empty stadium situation is like. Uh, Obviously, you know, it looks like college rugby for the fall is going to get pushed either to the spring or it's just going to be erased and uh, people just jump into sevens. Uh, Super rugby has been going on as usual. So, I mean, it's light work within the the rugby world and it's light work within USA Rugby. Uh, I do have some news for you guys. Uh, Within the next couple weeks, I will be heading down to brazil finally getting a chance you guys didn't know but i've been trying to get down there for a little bit we'll be there for about a month so uh you guys i'm gonna have a few episodes ready to go for you guys you know don't worry i'm not gonna leave you hanging but i just let it be known that uh you know the recordings might not always feel as recent Uh, simply because the situation will be different. But even in COVID, as I go from the number one COVID country in the world to the number two COVID country in the world, I hope to be able to get a little bit of the uh, Brazilian rugby experience in some way, shape, or form. And contrary to popular belief, people, if you didn't know, Brazil does have a fledgling rugby culture going on out there. So uh, it should be fun. And but I, it'll be good. And but just want to let you guys know whenever you hear the new episodes coming through uh, in the next couple weeks, just you know be wary that uh, it's coming from another part of the country uh, the, of the world, not the country of the world. And as we're going to that point, guys, please go on check out Rugby Outlet Mall. We're about to start stocking up on some new stuff. We're out here trying to make sure that you are stocked up for freedom and connection through rugby and for most of those who always wonder what is the purpose of rugby outlet mall obviously the tagline is freedom and connection through rugby but even more so this is about being able to create a rugby lifestyle not just on the pitch but off of it this is about helping to have a deeper understanding of the game if you want you know and even inviting it to other people this is movies this is books obviously this goes with merch this goes with uh, um, other items that are dealing with health and wellness and everything within that that realm. But we want to make sure that you are not just limiting yourself to creating the culture on the pitch, but you actually have the chance to be able to have it as a total surrounding and a curated concept for you. So definitely check out Rugby Outlet Mall. Uh, you guys, use coupon code Grow G R E A U X Rugby for all Rugby Outlet Mall exclusive items. That's under Gift Time Rugby Network and the HBCU Rugby Classic for twenty percent off. You use coupon code Grow G R E A U X Rugby. And also check out the documentary Singapore to Tokyo. Any way we can, we are almost. Having it on Amazon Prime, y'all, yo, and you're not only gonna be able to buy it, you can be able to stream it. And then if you like it, yo, definitely go to the website and buy it. But for right now, check out RedEarthFilms.vhx.tv, and you guys will be able to watch this amazing episode, this amazing series of these guys, myself included, within them. Taking a bike ride from Southeast Asia, Singapore, going up to Tokyo, Japan for the Rugby World Cup. It is an exhilarating adventure. It is unlike any rugby doc you have seen. It will touch you in ways that you didn't expect it to be, and obviously consensually. And, it, that was a terrible joke, I, I know, I know. I shouldn't have done it. It's on the record now, what can I say? Um, but no, it is it's it is, it is going to be something that you definitely want to be able to use and take you, of course, off of the reminder of COVID and all the situations that went along with it, uh, that have been going on with it. Um, the need to be able to travel and attach other cultures is just so necessary sometimes. It really is. And this will help you bring back to the good times. And it, it is a thing of beauty. So definitely check it out. $17, seven episodes get it all, download it, it is yours officially, it's not just streaming, it is yours, you can download it, you have it permanently, do as you might, but uh, definitely check it out, definitely download it, and I'm, I'm telling you, go, go, go rent it, go rent it, you know, please don't forget to go leave a review doesn't matter whether it's a one star whether it's a five star please leave a review on apple itunes helps us make sure that we get more information about what you guys like and it gives me gives me a little bit more feedback as to whether you guys are feeling this or not i appreciate all you listeners and everything for what you guys are doing so thank you so much for just taking the time to just continue to leave in this and just deal with my rant and everything like that also you guys can watch the video feed of this on uh, GiftTimeRugby.com. You can check it out, the articles, or you guys can go to YouTube.com slash GiftTimeRugbyNetwork. Check it out. We have the full hour-long videos and uh, get to enjoy. But in the meantime, before you do, go ahead and check out this episode, Freddie Henry Ajuda, Nigeria Rugby. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. I got another V. I had to make sure I know this P so well because this is a guy that hits all the levels. He is Nigerian, he is an HBCU alum, he went to Life University. And now he is part of Rugby ATL. And even bigger for me, not necessarily overall, but definitely for me, is about to play for Nigerian Rugby National Team, the Black Stallions. Yo, can we please give it up? Freddie, Henry, Ajuda. Freddie, man, thank you so much for coming through.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. What's up, (laughs) (laughs) y'all?
0: Yo, look, you know, Freddie, like I was telling you right before, and even on this, it's wild that this came through. Uh, When I saw the message, you know, the the article about you being part of the the Black Stallion, something that I've had a particular interest with because I've been wanting them to come to the HBCU Rugby Classic. And then even a lot of the reasons why I even started doing media was because it was determining whether I wanted to be part of the – tried to try out for the national team or try and go do media for for Nigeria. And I've always wanted to see their rise back. So to see that they were scouting and had been able to spotlight you – and then find out, you know, this dude's got this resume that's here. You know, it was like, yo, oh, this is impressive. I'm like, what? This is wildness, man. <laughs> Dude, like, like just coming in from coming in from Nigeria, moving through this because you, you've been doing rugby for a short period of time. How's this journey been so far for you?
1: Um, this journey been it's been hectic. Like, um. I went from playing soccer to playing um, American football and then rugby. But let me say I just feel like the journey was just supposed to happen the way it did just because, like, everything that I've been through in my life has showed me that, okay, this is how the next step is going to be, and it teaches me that, okay, you got to be ready. So I feel like the journey I've been on, that's the journey I was supposed to take.
0: Dude, I love it. And you know what? You do. You kind of see this incremental growth. Because it feels like everything has led to the step that was needed to get to that next level yeah
1: time.
0: yo no I love it well look look man you know I'm always a big advocate of the origin story I like the superhero origin story <laughs> so, let, let, let's start from the beginning Freddie like just off the bat like how'd you
1: how'd you get started in sports um I mean as a kid I was I was very quick I started running track at the age of seven, and I started, I picked up the soccer ball at the age of five, too, so. So, Nigerian, Yeah. (laughs) So, those those two sports are the two sports I carried hand in hand, so it was like, I wanted to go play um, for the Nigerian Super Eagles, like, that was my, that was my dream, because I used to watch them every time, I'm a huge fan of every player that played on that, on that team, but, I mean, the way God did it, it was just more like, I played um, soccer, Roughly seven years, and then I had to move. My dad just came and just said, "Yo, pack up your stuff, we're moving." And I was just like, "Wow!" Like he didn't even like it was straight from school. I left like he came with my book bag with like some clothes and some shoes, and we just dipped. We went straight he, to um, went to UK. Did he get the? Did he get a lottery uh,
0: visa? No, 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 no.
1: It was just more like we leaving and we visiting. Basically, he just said was well, visiting. Yeah, he, he didn't give us the gist of what his plans was, but he said was visiting. So and we went to the UK. I stayed in the UK for about eight months. But then I was playing. I was I was about fourteen, fifteen. I was playing soccer. I was training with this guy that had to connect for um, Chelsea Football Club. Oh wow! So they had like an open tryout, and my name was up there to try out for that team. There was a, I remember it was a Saturday. I was supposed to try out. And my dad came, I think it was Thursday. He came in the room and talked to all me, me and my brothers, Emmanuel and Henry. And he was just like, I don't think England is a country for us to stay. And uh, I think we got to move in. <laughs> 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 and I was, just like, yeah, I was just like, Dad, I have a tryout on um, Saturday. Like, we said, we got to go. We got to go. When we got on the flight, came to the U.S. We came to um, North Carolina. Now, we came to Chicago and then went to North Carolina. And then we met one of his friends, and he was just like, yeah, we're going to be, she's going to be looking at D.O. and all this stuff. And I was just like, so what are we going to do? Right. Basically, he just dropped us off, uh, like, basically like a hotel. We stayed there for two weeks, me and my brothers. Like, me and my brothers were never close. So that was just a chance for us to actually come together, you know. Oh, nice. Start making, yeah, start making plans. I guess it was one of his plans, too. But we came together, start making plans, start working. Did a couple construction jobs here and there, you know, because I didn't have no um, no papers. I was an illegal right. you know. So I went through all of that, and then we had to go to school. So high school was around the corner. My dad was like, okay, so is this school right here big on soccer? They want a couple states. I was just like, oh, man, that's a squadron to go. Right. So we had got an apartment that was not in the school district, so I couldn't go there. So – we went to Hillside High School. It's, a different, it's an all black, more black school than right. Jordan High School. But we went up there and I was looking, yo, yo, got a soccer team? He was like, nah, we've not had a soccer team for five years. So I was just like, oh, man, that sucks. So one of my boys that came, and he was, I remember his name was Jared. He was like, yo, what you think about playing football? And I was just like, um, I don't know nothing about it. I really <laughs> never watched it. So it was just more like, it was more like, okay, he was like, you're just gonna watch us in practice when we're bad. I was like, all right, cool. So we went out there, me and my brother did. So I was watching, and uh, the kicker was kicking the ball. And I noticed, I was like, I could definitely take this guy's fight. I'll probably be more accurate and more, you know, have more power. Because of the my... fact that you've been working on that. You've been working on this yeah. since you were like seven already. Seven, Six. yeah, yeah. So I went out there and I told the coach, yo, coach, can I I'm just kick one of these balls? This is a JV practice, not even varsity. And he was just like, all right, cool. So I kicked on the kickoff, boom, I kicked it out of the field. That was like a, the end zone kick. And then he was just like, yo, who is this guy? Where's this guy been? And then, yeah, <laughs> he was like, where's this guy been? And he's just like, oh, I think you got a job. you you fired. I took somebody's job, and it's <laughs> you yeah. Know. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> you know what's
0: funny? A lot of times, and, and, and especially whenever it comes with the, the, the black school, pro, high school programs, like you got mad skilled athletes, you got mad uh, talented quarterbacks. But the kickers, the special teams, is always iffy. It always, yeah. It's always like that last resort position. And so to get somebody like that was mad legit like that, like you were, yeah. it had to have been such a weapon.
1: Yeah, he was so excited. He was just like, yeah. So I played JV for the rest of the – because I came, like in, the, in like, in the middle of the season. So I played JV for, like, the rest of the year. That was, like, my junior year. So my senior year, I got bumped up to varsity. I was second-string um, kicker. I was playing, this dude named Grant was playing over me, and um, I was just coming to practice, doing my thing, Grant started messing up, so I took his spot, so I started, I, I took his spot in camp, so I started that year for Hillside, mm-hmm. we went 16-0, won states that year, that's we've not won states for like 35 years before that, oh, wow. so it was like, yeah, it was like a record, won states, so time for me to go to college, I couldn't go, uh, because I was still illegal. Because my papers was in the works, getting my citizenship. And then I stayed out of school for two, not two years, a year, two years. Hmm. And I went to community college, so I could stay busy, you know, keep my brain fresh.
0: And at least, minimum, you can get, like, your associates and, and be able to at least have something to move forward with. Yeah. So, like, one year
1: into, like, community college, I got my citizenship. My papers came in. Nice. so I decided because I used to work at North Carolina Central I used to work selling shirts at the school nobody knows about this <laughs> nobody knows about this so I used to come to the games you know how they have the little vendors working selling shirts fish yeah, you know right, I yell at, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. I was working for my uncle over there he sold shirts so I used to make good money working up there but Wait, were I'm you doing to,
0: it during the games themselves, or were you doing, okay, okay. So, were the, the shirts that were for the school, or did you guys have, like, your own personalized ones, or what was it? No, we he made the shirts. He,
1: like, yeah. made them, yeah. He made shirts for North Carolina Central, North Carolina A&T, sometimes the we ones to show games. Nice. Sell shirt. So, I was over there selling shirts, watching the game I mean, I would leave the stand and go watch the game. I'm like, I want to play for this team. He was like, I know I'm going to make this team better when I get up here, like, And then God did it. I got my papers. I came on, like, I think the tryout was, I remember, May 11th for the team. They had an open tryout. I think it was, like, 70 of us that came out of the trial for the team. And five of us got picked up. Oh Wow. Yeah, me, my brother, and three other guys got picked up. And we made the team. We joined – so during the tryout, one of the coaches that came to me and he was just like, um, so you know, because I was kicking, you know what I'm saying? I was kicking like six. And he just came to me and he was just like, Dude, you know you're not gonna play kicker right. Now. And I'm just like, I mean, that's all I know how to do. He was just like, I'm gonna teach you how to play defense. You are big enough, you're big enough to play defense, I'm gonna teach you how to play defense and I'm gonna make you all American. He told me straight up. And I was just like, Oh, I'm down with that. I mean, you cannot tell him you're gonna make me all American if you really about it, And coming to find out, he Played in the NFL for seven years. Yeah. I, I remember his name was John Bradley. Played for the Lions for seven years. So oh, wow. he he just developed uh, just basically I just had raw talent. I was fast. I was strong. And he was just like, okay, we just about to turn this guy to a monster. We'll put him on the edge. So my first year, I, I walked on my um, uh, sophomore year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was on the bench, you know, just going crazy at practice. You know, they have the scout team. They called me, my name was, I remember they called me Scout Team (laughs) All-American. That third year, my first year, Scout Team All-American, because I was going hard. I was hurting playing. People didn't want to stand in my way. And then the second year, I made it on the bus, travel team. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my my junior year. So I was traveling. I remember my first game starting on the special team. I was on the kickoff team. I was not kicking, but I was standing right beside the kicker, though. But I made a big big tackle against. I, I remember it was Duke University. made a big tackle. Boom. After that, he was just like, you hit like that, friend." I was just like, um, yeah, I'm waiting for my chance. He's just like, you're going to get a chance to play this this game uh, on defense. So, fourth quarter, he put me in, made a couple TFLs, and he was just like, yeah, I think I know what to do. Then he called me up and told me, I'm going to save you for a senior year. I mean, we got seniors now that we got to play. So, they gonna graduate next year. Now
0: you 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 better be ready. You better be yeah. ready to go.
1: Let's get and you. He told me that he told me those positions gonna be open. So just be ready. So I was just like, okay, I stayed low. So come camp. I remember summer camp. I was like untouchable in camp. Like I feel like for you to be great, you got to put into work before. A lot of people forget that if you're not working, the next man is working.
0: Right. Well, look, I I always go into like. For you, is it something? The technical aspect is usually the part that always gets caught up for people. Because obviously, raw talent is there's a lot there's you know there's elite talent and that's a dime a dozen, but you know that's once in a blue moon. But even at that, especially with football, you need to have a technical understanding. And for yeah. you, for that summer, like how what were you doing to make sure that you could develop the technical understanding, understanding hand placement, know where you need to go on your plays, et cetera, like that?
1: I did a lot of I did a lot of tour days. Um, watch a lot of film. That's, that was big on me. Like, I will just call coach. I'd be like, coach, oh, I'm about to come in there. He was like, okay, cool. I'm coming in there. So he was just teaching me, like, because I had to play a little bit of outside linebacker. So it was just different. So he was just like, yeah, you got to do this, do this, do that. Because I was more, like, willing to learn. That's, like, important. I feel like a lot of people going to the sport just thinking, like, scale is just going to take you everywhere you want to go. That's right. really hard worker. If you're a hard worker, you go anywhere. That's how I feel about it. Hard work, big talent any day. So, I was, like, a, a guy where everybody wanted to train with because I was always on the field, just you know what I'm saying, just working on my crap. So, summertime came, it was just – I just – everybody was not on my level. Nobody was on my level. It was just like, dang, okay, what's going on? Coach was just like, so, Fred, the way he's looking, you're going to be that All-American this year. Now I was just like, um, I'm going for it. Was you this know? going
0: into your junior year right
1: now? This is going to my senior year. This is my last year in college. Yeah, going to my senior So – I got suspended for the first two games, I remember, because I got a C in calculus. (laughs) Yeah, because I was was taking the hard – Calc
0: 1 or Calc 2?
1: Calc 2, Calc 2.
0: Okay, no, no, that's real then. I (laughs) I was about to be like, yo, Calc 1 and I don't know, but Calc 2? Okay, no, no, that's real. Like, Calc 2 is unnecessarily – I hate logarithms as a (laughs) result.
1: That class is so hard. But, yeah, I got suspended (laughs) for the first two games. So I was just – I went to those two games because my brother was playing. My brother was playing linebacker.
0: Yeah, and he was He's two years
1: younger than you. Uh, he's two years younger than me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I went to those two games. I was just boiling on the bench, just watching. <laughs> why, 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 why? So our first game was against Olympic City. It was a D two school.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> I remember that game. I'm I'm talking about. I had went for eight tackles, two TFLs, no sacks.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no sacks. So my. Oh, that's no
0: sacks. But you yeah, had yeah, forces. Yeah. You had forces. So. Like, you're still disrupt- you're still being disruptive. You're just not getting the numbers
1: out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He called me, and he was just like, yo, Fred, I need you to do that, because we, we had the lowest. We had I had another guy that was pretty good on the other side. His name was Antonio Brown. Good guy. He already racked up on, like, three or four sacks at that point. You know what I'm saying? So I'm playing catch-up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm playing catch-up. So he called me, and he's just like, yo, Fred, you need to pick it up. You need to pick it up, because there was a young guy behind me that was also good. His name was Kawan Cox. And he was just like, "I'm gonna start him over with you. I'm gonna start him over with you." I'm just like, "All right, coach, I got it." So the next game after that, we went to Norfolk. First play of the game, I had a big hit on the quarterback, but he still got the ball out. But he was like a nasty hit. Everybody was like, "Whoa, this guy's about to go crazy." Went over the game, no sacks, zero, ah. zero sacks. I mean, I had a great game, <laughs> great game, zero sacks, and then. I said, I can't worry myself. I already promised myself I was going to be all American and all that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of doubt that said coming in my head. This coach been talking crazy to me. Right. So, Bethune, because before the season started, Bethune was a team that North Carolina Central has never beat. Really? Never beat. Bethune-Cookman? Bethune-Cookman. Bethune-Cookman, wow. it, it was crazy. Never beat them at home. Never beat them at home. So it was like we were going to Florida. We had, like, what's a hurricane watch and all that good stuff. And I'm just like, hey, I'm about to go crazy. This is this the game. Because this is the game I've been waiting for. Because we have rivals. Our rivals AT. but Naturally. <laughs> but we beat a 2 years before that. Like, right. two years back to back. I never lost to a t the whole time I played this intro. So it was just more like, okay. Bethune is my game because Bethune always be that, this. That, that's the white girl.
0: whale for you. That was, that was yeah. your
1: Mo, Moby Dick right there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, going to halftime, half, the whole first half, I played like straight garbage because it was raining. I won't get no tacos, nothing, no sacks. And then Bradley, John Bradley, walked into the locker room. This is how he picked me up up my seat, right here. He picked me up like this. Oh, shit. Sure. So like, Follow me, go to the um, bathroom. I need to talk to you, right? Then he talked to me, look at me, dead in the eyes. I'm looking at him, and he was just like, "Um, Fred, I swear to God, man, if I had somebody better, I would start him over you. You playing like straight shit, and then he pushed me. (laughs) We need to wake up. We need to beat these people to go to Celebration Bowl. We need to beat them. And I'm coming out of the locker room just heated, just mad. Like, I'm just angry, like, nasty. First player of the game, boom sack. Got to prove something now. Now you got to yeah. prove something. Like, yo, it's beast mode time. It's like, yo, I'm not about to let you do me like beast this. Beast mode. First player of the game, sack. Back to back. I went three back, to back sacks in that game. Nice. Set the record for um, tied the record for most sacks in the game. And then um, my God, that was my first ever interview. Like, I'm, I'm having an interview right now. Yeah. They called me. I had to have an interview with the news people. And then they were just like, "I'm um, so. How you feel about all this?" stuff you are doing and uh there's a lot of good stuff coming out about you. No, I didn't know what to say, you know. <laughs> I was in front of the
0: camera like camera shot. Like, oh, Cuz this is kind of I the first I'm time being able to have that front and center moment like it's Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so that went by. So after that it just started coming easy for me like socks. I was just sacking, sacking, TFL sacks. So I basically ranked up on I had 13.5 sacks that year. Nice. And nice. uh 10 games yeah, in ten games, uh, went to the Celebration Bowl. It's the right. biggest game. Yeah, went crazy. You know, um, I mean, I feel like I should have won defensive play of the game, but we lost. So that's uh, we lost by one point. But it's uh, but I still had it. That
0: was the year that you guys played Grambling for that one, right?
1: Mm-hmm. We lost by one. That,
0: that must have been that must that, that was what three years ago, two years ago, right? Yeah. Two, three years Four, ago.
1: Three years ago. I think three or four years ago,
0: three so it was—it was like pretty much the inaugural celebration bowl game, the yeah, first yeah,
1: yeah. ever. That was the first First ever. One. First first ever yeah. yeah. So I mean, we lost. That was like the hardest interview I had to have because I had to talk after we took a loss. Yeah, everybody's emotional on the field. Right. So right. after that, I had promised myself never to lose a game like that ever. Ever? I mean, I mean what, was it,
0: it, what was it about it that made it so, so – I mean, obviously a loss is a loss, but you said lose like that. So what about it was it that stood out in terms of – outside of the nature of the game?
1: I feel like it was just a moment where, as a team, we finally started to, like, come together and play as a team. And before it was more like offense doing their thing and defense doing their thing, but right. it was like we started bonding and we wanted that really bad. I mean, we already won the Miac, but we wanted to win the um, national championship, too. Right. So, it happened, and it hurt hurt a lot of us, and um, I remember my people's game down. I even go over there after the game. I mean, it was – I feel like that was a learning moment for me because I feel like every champion loses because I have a nice resume of winning. Like, I win a lot. Right. So, uh, if you lose and you really could take it to the face, it's – even Mike Tyson got knocked out. You know what I'm saying? That's right. a great fighter. So I took that to the face, and since then it's just been, it's been whatever. And then after that, I went to the um, I got picked up.
0: Before you go into that, so there's one thing I wanted to ask. And even as you were growing up, before you start moving into the next part, dude, I, I noticed this like constant trend where you've always um, there's been an expectation. Like it, it seems like you've always been in a spotlight. Maybe not necessarily a public one, but even with uh, from a coaches and the team one, because you said even playing soccer, trying to go for the for the for the Green Eagles, the Super Eagles essentially that that's a high that's a high performance mark, especially over the course of the last ten years, and even particularly as the and that when you were starting, that means they were getting ready for that that early youth run that led them having like the expectations for the World Cup um, about yeah. a few years ago. So yes. like for you, like what has been were you, was that something that you were taught, maybe from your from your parents as a child? Is that something that has just been innate, or is like, what is this this resonance towards leadership?
1: Um, so growing up, my mom always told us like she would bring us together and tell us she would sing this song actually. She'd she be like, "You can get it if you really want. Well, you must try, try and try, try and try." So it's just like something that has stuck to me since I was a little kid. I'm never the one to give up. Like if I'm in a fight, you could punch me two, three, four times, knock me down. and I'ma always get up. That's just me. So it's always been in my mind. Where focus on something and you get it. This is for everybody that's watching this. Like if you want to accomplish something in life, just tune in, right. tune into your, to your mental, your spiritual, especially spiritual. Because if you pray a lot, God blesses you. Like God blesses a hardworking man. It's just it's just what it is. So. That's where I'm at with it. Like, I've always been a dude. My mom, I was like, oh, you got cut? You still going back? I'm just like, your mom, you know, I never don't want to give up. Like, she, she she, always tell me, like, that I show her a lot that she, how she used to be when she was little.
0: Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, does even being from, because you're from Lagos area, right? Yeah, Yeah, I was born in Lagos. Born in Lagos. So, like, you have this area that's also, like, it's, it's, it's such a mixed bag. It's, it's so busy. It can be so prevalent, but it can be very dangerous. Like, it, at the same time, you have, like, this mix where everybody – like, Lagos is a wonderful city. And at the same time, it is chaotic, as I don't know what. You know, the, how much of that even added to the environment of now how you were able to acclimate to other places, too? Because, I mean, <sighs> you know, it's
1: – Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm a survivor. I've yeah. been tell a lot of people, like – how i how i i am here today you know what i'm saying because a lot of people see me now i'll drive Audi. i wear nice clothes they, always, they thought i was born with a you know what i'm saying with a golden spoon in my mouth but right. it's not it was not always like that you know everything that i had or i have i had to work hard for i had to work hard. My people's never like, oh, take this 10,000. No, they never did that to me and my brothers. Never. None of us. Especially the boys. They could do it to the girls. But the boys, it was, uh, it is what it is. You got to go get it. So, I made friends with a lot of hood people. I mean, I feel like those are people who I was able to connect with. Mm-hmm. Like the girls, you know what I'm saying? I was really cool with all of them. And that's where, like, my mentality came from, like, when it comes to being like a savage. Like, they just taught me how to be a savage and just be you know what I'm saying, ahead of everybody else. They told me how to think. Nobody can ever cheat me. I know when you're cheating me. I just act like I don't. That's, <laughs> that's the thing That's a good thing about knowing, like, being straight street smart. Like, they taught me street smart. So I'm really proud of my upbringing and my background. It's because, like, it's a lot of things that I've seen, especially living in Lagos. I've seen a lot of things, like, bad stuff, but we're not going to talk about it. No, no, nah, yeah. nah, no. We don't we yeah, we yeah. need
0: we want to uplift, all right? We yeah, return, to yeah, Nigeria, yeah. return to Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have
1: to scare people now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Not mean, In the way that it used to be back in the day, there's a lot of things that changed. I just went back last year. It's like thing in the are in the States. It's crazy. They got everything. Internet, water, lights. Right.
0: I'll say this. So I haven't been able to go back to Nigeria since 2012. All right? Oh. And so it, it's been a while, but I've already had a lot of people that's gone by. And even in 2012 alone, and this was before, because in, 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 in River State area, you know, we and especially for my village area, we've had, you know, floods, we've had these area boy situations. But obviously the depression that occurred in Nigeria as well. They came, but it's kind of come and gone. But even then, I remember prior to that, we hadn't gone since like 1998, 99. Mm-hmm. So whenever we uh, went back, and I remember my brother and I Initially he even got caught up in the oh man, Nigeria's not gonna have anything. I don't know what it's gonna be, blah blah blah. But then you go and you're like, Oh my god, like I can't yeah. believe we allowed ourselves to think this way. Like, no, oh, this place is so dope. Like dope. From the perspective, maybe looking at it as a kid to then when you see it as an adult, but like even still it's just like no, you we all the elements are right there for, for the yeah. for the making. Like Nigeria is is great. It's great, it has what's needed. It's something it's just those little Markers so that it can be consistent. It can be in breadth as much yes. as it has its depth. You know.
1: So, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like that's probably the best time I had ever when I went back last year. <laughs> it, was it, <laughs> it was a great time. It was a great time. When was the last time you had been
0: able to go back?
1: Um, two, two years ago. Two years. So ago. I'm trying. I'm trying to go like every year now. But now yeah. that I'm signed to play with the country, I'm probably going to be in there like two, three times a year.
0: Right. I'm still. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to work my way over there. I've been trying to talk with uh, the with the Nigerian Nigerian Rugby Union and uh, Nigeria Rugby Sports uh, Union, and trying to be able to make sure that I can put get some rugby uh, rugby something to be, take care of in terms of coverage or whatever to be yeah. able to get over there because it's one of those places where look you see the potential, especially within its rugby. You yeah. know that it's Elemented there Um But it's just A need I just You need to have Another There's like a few more pieces That are just needed To take it over yeah. You're like No let me Let me sneak into this Like yeah, come on guys Let, let, let me go in <laughs> Let me know people
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey but then Um With my whole story Like um I went After college I got yeah. picked up We had pro day I remember 20 people Did pro day At my school And um I mean I was I mean I feel like I had the potential to play in the NFL just because of like just the way I think and you know how I carry myself right so the pro day came around I worked hard I worked hard for nine weeks two two a day got two a days for nine weeks I did that and then pro day came around me and my brother did the best and I remember the quarterback too was one of the players that were that were highlighted and um after the tour that was done, they, they sent everybody else home except me, and my brother, and Malcolm. Oh, nice. Like, so it was Jacksonville, Dallas, Miami Dolphins. I think the Steelers, Big Bo Steelers, they're the ones that stayed to work me out oh, They gave nice. me extra extra workout. That's a, so, good, solid,
0: that's a good solid. Well, I mean, especially particularly Cowboys, Steelers, solid group, Jacksonville, Miami. <laughs> <But>. <laughs>
1: Because yeah, that's well, why hey, I got look,
0: picked. Up. Any NFL team is still better than no NFL
1: team. Yeah. So after the pro day, win they told me, to just keep my my lines open because I think the draft was maybe three, four weeks after that. Right. And then so the draft came around, I got called the day before in Miami. The Dolphins told me they were gonna pick me up in the seventh round. So I'm watching the draft, just watching. You know, first round went by, second round went by, third round, fourth round fifth round, sixth round, seventh round went by. I didn't get picked up. Oh. So I'm just, you know what I'm saying, just bummed. But I'm in class though, bummed in class. <laughs> and then, because I had one more so class, yeah.
0: feeling it while trying to be able to get that study looked up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm bummed, I'm bummed in class. Just, just wait. Then my phone rings. Miami called first and they was just like, oh, so, um, so what you think about coming in as an um, undrafted free agent?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't give them an answer because my, my agent was working, I guess. Then he called me right after. He was just like, Don't give him an answer this way. And then, like, two hours later, Jacksonville called. Yeah, they was just like, um, said the same thing. And then I asked my agent, So, which one? <laughs> which one should I go to Miami or the Jacksonville?
0: Miami and Jacksonville. This yeah.
1: And then he was just like, huh, I think you go to Jacksonville. I think I know a couple guys up there. I think you could. you'd be good over there. So I went over there. And then uh, when they seen me, I'm talking about people the same size as me. The same size as me, playing my position. They found out my the college I went to, HBCU. they was just like, "Oh, we're just gonna put him in linebacker." I don't play linebacker, bro. I'm a defensive end. You know right. what I'm saying? You get, you that was down, new. You
0: get down in three position, you go.
1: Yeah, so that was new. I mean, there I'm doing my thing, and then I call my agent. I'm just like, "Yo, so why they got me playing linebacker? I, I'm out here bigger than most of these DNs. ends. Like, what's going on?" Right, And then he was just like, I guess they already picked up the DMs they wanted. And I'm just like, this is already all shit. shit. Like, they already started with politics. That's all I think about. So I was just like, you know what? It's cool. I'm just do what I do. I did what I did. I went home. I didn't get called back. So it was just more like, all right, cool. I'm going to keep working. So, I mean, I was hurt. I feel like that moment broke me just because it was more like a dream and it just disappeared just like that. And then I decided to go to school because I, my mom always told me to have a plan B. Right. So I got accepted to uh, Life University School of Chiropractic.
0: So let me ask this. Okay, so because there's a lot of layers here. Well, even first off, like, what, how'd you end up finding out about life? Like, what What? What's...
1: I Googled it. I was just like, what's the best chiropractic school in the country in Life University? and I just supply. It.
0: Wait, why'd you go chiropractic? How come you didn't go? I'm good the- with my hands. Yeah. I'm good with my hands. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was just my like And hey, then I do that or just become a you know, mechanic? But I wasn't trying to be dirty all the time. Right. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want that <laughs> oil like I would trying to be dirty all the time. So I, but the only fat. oil I want on
0: my body is my own body
1: oil. That's what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I decided to do chiropractic and then um, I just packed up and just went. Yeah. Down apartment. Yeah. park, man. And I was in school for, like, two days. So, I'm in class. This is, this is weird. I'm in class, and then my agent called me. He's just like, Fred, what you doing? And I'm just like, I'm in class. <laughs> I told you I was going back to school. Like, yeah. it is, it's done for football. And then he's just like, um, I have a contract for you right now to go to the CFL, Montreal, Os. Right now, you go out there, you sign, you're going to make some good money, play there half the year because it was, like, the middle of the season. Play your half a year, play one more year, and decide if you want to stay there. I'm just like, hmm. Call my dad and my mom on the phone. I was just like, your "Dad, and mom, like, I'm in school already. You know, this is like, this is my life now.
0: there, you know." Right. Hey, I, what, what, what were your parents' thoughts when it came to that too? Because look, we always know Nigerian parents always want us academics first, academics, yeah. academics first, and. Maybe sports, and then like 11, twelfth through infinity, it's still academic. So when you were going through this process, like what, what was the what was the thought process that your parents were having on this?
1: Uh, my parents are a little different from like a regular um, African, you know, parents. They let you choose kids from a little boy um went to the church, and the pastor told him that I'm going to be a star in yeah. sports. So, and they told him straight up, don't make this boy do something that he doesn't want to. So it was different for me when it came to a lot of things in life. My mom, I mean, she called me. and when I called them, they was just more like, um, so this is a decision you got to make. I'm not going to make this decision for you. If you were a little boy, it would be different. But now you're a man, you know. You don't left the house and, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do. So make the decision. I mean, I still wanted to play. So it was just more like I might as well just go, you know. I told my teachers, yeah, I'm out. I just got on the flight the next day because I had to leave the next morning at 7.30. The flight went to 7.30 to Montreal. And I was still in that line of the day before. It was crazy. My brothers drove down. This is like the wildest situation. (laughs) My brothers drove down to my apartment. Came down. I think it was at 9 9 p.m.?
0: They
1: pulled up in a a truck. So we packing up all my stuff. putting it on the truck. I'm talking about I left. I remember I left my couch, my my washing machine and my dryer in Atlanta when I left. Ah, that I hurt. Know. It I know. hurt. Because <laughs> it could fit the truck. They're just like, pack what you're doing to the I It's like, all right, boom. We done packing. I'm like, I'm getting the stairs. And I'm driving. Right. So we go. We got there. Packed up my stuff. Got to the airport. Made the flight. Got to Montreal. It was new. Everybody was speaking French. I was just like, what? What's going on? But they accepted me. I played.
0: Had I a great time.
1: Message. Two years. Two
0: years. Okay, so you got a certain amount of time in CFL.
1: Yeah. So, But then I left, and I was just like, um, basically, they were bringing in some – they had some new ins, I guess. They just had a draft, some new DNs. I was just like – I talked to the uh, the GM, and he was just like, Fred, you just need to stay, stay, stay. You know, just like – I don't know. I think I, I, at that point I kind of fell out of love with football.
0: I was going to say, like, because especially whenever, a lot of people always say, like, whenever they get into the business of the sports is whenever everything kind of changes a little bit for them because obviously mm-hmm. college provides a passion and you're able to kind of disconnect uh, yeah. from, from a lot of the minuscule politics for the most part. But now you're dealing with, oh, I'm, I got to maneuver around. And even finding an agent, what was that process like?
1: It wasn't hard. Like, once you evolve, it wasn't, I had, I had seven different choices.
0: Why did you choose the one that you went with?
1: The one I went with, honestly, uh, he was cool with my brother before I started balling. Mm. Yeah. But the other ones, I had people, like, drive to come see my dad and my mom. Like, we're going to treat your son good, all that type of stuff. But I chose the agent. I mean, he was a good agent. Not too bad. He could have done better with the team that I paid.
0: It was early. You were were just an early career kind of move, trying to hopefully – I'm assuming he was one that was trying to be an up-and-comer as well, too, or –
1: no, true. no, no. He had he had two first rounders, one second rounder. So like, most, basically, when you have agents like that and you're a free agent, they really don't, you know.
0: Uh they don't. It doesn't have the same swagger. Same, they don't put yeah. the same amount of energy. Cause
1: right. Yeah. So it was just my life. It's whatever. But uh, once I came down to life, though, I was. I remember it was an orientation. I met um, Leeds. He coaches the undergrad now. Yeah. Uh, he he played on the man's club, and then he was just like um. Oh, I heard you play in the league. I oh, want you think about joining the the rugby team. No, just like, I mean, I'm about to come watch and see how the sports is played. I was about then, to say, did you have any experience with rugby prior to that moment? I mean, we, rugby's big back home. So it was just more like, I had a lot of guys that played rugby, but
0: Oh, My wait, wait hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. we're gonna step back real quick. Wait, wait. So the Lagos League is actually legitimately see, I've always looked at it, it looked like it had <laughs> movement, but you don't I don't again, River State doesn't hear anything of it almost at, at yeah. all. But I knew most of it, like the police and everything like that had King's College.
1: King's College had one.
0: King's, Co- King's that College, makes
1: sense. I, I went to King's College. You know what?
0: I remember meeting a guy in um in a tournament here in the States who played it was a it was a it was a white dude who played as the King's College Nigerians. And I was like, wait, wait, hold up. What happened? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, wait, 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 what's going on? But he said that yeah, he said that he played at 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 uh, at, at that school and, like the Nigerian team almost turned into almost all English guys uh, yeah. in at King's College. Or something
1: to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King's College is it was probably really good back in the day. I mean, I had chances to play, but I was too into soccer, dude. Right.
0: I mean, yeah,
1: rugby. Like, but my little brother, on the other hand, wanted to play rugby. He wanted to play that really bad. and still wants to play, but you know, I don't know. He's, he's in school to become a doctor now, so he's really not, you know. <laughs> hey, hey nobody said that. he yeah. can't do
0: both. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm doing fact. both right now. Yeah, so it's <laughs>
1: like, hey. You could do both, but he's just like, um, just tell them on oh, the team when you're ready to go, I'll be the team doctor. I like yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be bad, you know. But yeah, I came in here just like, yo, come to practice and come watch us play. I'm just like, all right. So I was watching him play, I was just like, This is like a mixture of soccer and football. Exactly. The, yeah, the thing yeah, that everybody yeah. puts together. Yeah, like a mixture of soccer and football, hm, I think I I would like this. So I told him, okay, cool, I'm down to play. He was just like, yes, yeah. so everybody was happy. So, off the rip, practice. I was playing against, because during practice, we play against the life undergrad team, too. And right. they're, like, the number one team in the country.
0: Right. There's some beef. Really good.
1: Yeah, really good. So, I just had targets, you know what I'm saying? I'm the locker room talking to people. It's like, yeah, so so, so all American, all American, all American. i was just like, okay, I'm going to line them up. That was my plan going in there. Big hits, big hits to tackle, big hits, big hits. The coach was just like, oh, I like the way you hit. Yeah. I'm talking about Coach Lawrence. This is yeah, okay, OG. and I was going to say,
0: OG. did you start under Coach Lawrence or Coach Carriega? but it looks like it was
1: Coach Lawrence. Coach Lawrence is uh, the defensive coach. He was always at practice. So um, he was like, this guy is pretty, he's pretty good. So I went in there, took somebody's spot, got the starting job at the sixth position, played a uh, one and ninety. Won the yeah. National Championship Men's Club, and then this I started playing in February last year.
0: Oh wow! So this is like recent, recent.
1: Nice. Yeah, because I played two seasons last year. I played in the D D1, one D one A Men's Club um, Conference, and then in the fall, that's in the spring, and then in the fall I played in the uh, ARP. ARP.
0: Oh, that makes sense. So you were going up against Old Blue yeah, sure. and Nyack and Playing all those uh, MLR players. Potom- yeah.
1: Potomac and all them. Mm-hmm. So we beat everybody in the ARP except for 4 But the 4-4 was not like – they weren't really the team in the ARP at that point. They didn't accept them because it came in late. But we won the ARP and, uh, and we the w- World Rumble. Yeah.
0: Club D1 mm-hmm. yeah. Conference,
1: yeah. Yeah. Then after the season, I got signed by um for the yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah and then there was towards the end of the towards the end of camp, basically they were talking about they didn't have money for um insurance for some players mm-hmm. and like the way I play, I'm not gonna play without insurance.
0: right because you you're a crasher you you're yeah. you you're you're here you're to the bat destroy yeah. and like you need to be able to make sure that the body yeah. is gonna be able to get kept,
1: yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm just gonna play with life and then Nigeria's been wanting to play with, uh, wanting me to play with them since last year, December.
0: I was about to say, and when did they when did they first contact you? Did you send over a tape or did the, they Because I know they're always they looking scouted. for random Nigerians around.
1: Yeah, they scouted. The captain actually scouted. Follow me on Instagram, just checking nice. out my stuff. Oh,
0: yeah, a man, a Forgot
1: his name. I have him on Instagram too. I know yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, he followed me because they have three captains. They have captains to the backs, forwards, and mm-hmm. they have OG. That was the first to actually be on the team. The only one that was there when they like started together again. Because you know the Nigerian team was there before. Then it crashed, and then now they're trying to back yeah, up. Yeah,
0: yeah, they've yeah. only been able to. They, they were ten years gone. Yeah, etc. They've just been able to start seeing their rise literally last year. Start playing. Yeah, it.
1: yeah. So I was supposed to cap like in my I, I remember Madagascar. When they went to go play in Madagascar.
0: Oh yes, no. dude! Look, <laughs> I was looking to get to that game. I literally because that was for a uh, silver cup. That was yeah. supposed to be for silver cup stuff, and I was I was literally trying to get them to let me go broadcast that game for them under yeah. Q- Questy. And part of me now that their
1: no longer there, I'm still. Like, like, you know, when COVID is done, you know, let's, hey, look, we got who hold it, <laughs> right, let's, let's, <laughs> Yeah, that game, I watched it, highlights.
0: he was over 60,000 people. I That guy's legit. Like, that was a place that I didn't even realize played rugby. rugby so. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then I was just, my coach was just like, I couldn't go because I was still in season. Yeah. And then I had to go back. Oh, I had to go to Africa. I think this and the whole thing with ATL started. I had to go to Africa in the middle of, like, camp, kind of. Not in the middle of camp, but, like, it was sick with the camp. It was, like, an emergency. I had to go back. Mm-hmm. I told them, like, yo, this is what's going on. So, I guess that was, like, maybe one of the reasons for them to act they Did But, I mean, the way I live now, it just for me is for me. If it's not, then, you know, maybe I'm going to see them along the run.
0: Right. Look, so, like you yeah. said, things happen for the reason, and they yeah. it occur in their moments where they do. But, look, now it's getting a chance to be able to even take it up another level and experience it. And then if it is, if it's not Rugby ATL, then it's somebody else because talent, I mean, talent gets recognized regardless, even as long as that's what you want.
1: Yeah, because Dallas, Dallas called me to play with them.
0: You're just going to all the Nigerian hubs, aren't you? Just just, just hit them all, Atlanta. Oh, no. They, 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 Go check they, out they,
1: Houston, they, Houston, too. They, really I mean, Houston, <laughs> yeah, they need help. Hey, they need help at Houston. They do, but I'm just about to get my experience to play some international rugby. Yeah, before I think about coming back to the MLR, honestly. because I mean, it's cool. MLR, they pay, but the pay is not really, you know. It's, it's, nothing, okay. to, it's,
0: nothing, to, it's nothing that's going to keep you. It's like, yo, this is a nice, at least there's some compensation for the work that's done. But it's yeah. not, I, this has set my future off. And I think that's the thing. I think we, we're, especially rugby here in the country, is at this position where it's trying to develop into an industry.
1: And I think yeah. it's only
0: really recently, maybe the last five years, started to
1: really move as an industry. Move, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. maybe they give them – I give them at least, like, five years before I, you can start making some good money. Because Just because, like, they need the they need to publicize the MLR a little more. I feel like they're not doing a good job. I, look, I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, for me, it's,
0: yo, where's the face of the league? I need to know who the stars are. Give me stars, I can be able to public. You can mark it off with stars, then everybody else gets a trickle effect
1: from there. Yeah, that's true. They need that. They need, I mean, they're starting to bring people in though, like people from overseas, Fiji. Like New York just signed two guys from the Fiji national team.
0: True. True. Yeah, I'm like,
1: whoa. Like, I mean, I don't know how they going to pay those guys because those guys didn't go for on, no, you know, Cause they could go play in places like New Zealand. And but at the same time, I mean, the M L R is gonna get there. I mean, they have the talent. They have the players. Right. Know, fire, so they gonna be step process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I'm gonna end up still playing in the MLR later in the life, but I, right now I'm gonna play with life this season. This is my mm-hmm. plan. play with life this season and then play international because I have one more year left in school. Okay. okay. So, then you have to make yeah. your decision and go on. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Nigeria, because I'm, I'm right now. I'm currently on the leadership team, but mm-hmm. on the Nigeria national team. Yeah, they put me on there, so. I know a lot of things that's happening. We got some exciting stuff coming. We got uh, a couple tournaments coming next year. Oh man! Yeah, and um, we got some sick jerseys coming in, like sick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I sick, feel like a dude. lot
0: of people low key don't realize, like, between for Nigeria, like the I forgot, the, I don't remember the names of the coaches, but those the coaches and the manager have been going in. Like I've been obviously, if you pay attention to Twitter, pay attention to email us, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But I've been watching them go, in especially the amount of recruiting that they've been taking out from London and bringing in, and now even trying to tap into the States. But a lot of that London crew that's come in, that's good, good talent. And that's yeah. something that they can market on top of. And then just the fact that, for the most part, I think it's like Uganda, um, Monaco, I think, yeah. and Madagascar to an extent, are really, the, and Kenya, of course. Kenya. Are the Namibia. Big
1: Namibia. Namibia, and Namibia,
0: of course. I, I, how yeah, Namibia, oh. South
1: Africa. Because we get to the play them. But, play but South
0: Africa doesn't play in gold Cup. South Africa never plays in, in, in the and Africa. And my goal, this is my oh, goal. Yeah.
1: This is my goal if I'm done playing rugby. I want to play against South Africa, and I want to beat them. That is my I goal. I can feel that. Yeah, so they're, they're giants of Africa now in soccer. But, you know, I give it a few years. Because the type of coach we have right now, he's bringing in some – we got some talent coming in. I believe That's it. Really Solid, guys. Because, dude, look at it.
0: Like, even with South Africa, look, don't get me wrong. I, I, it's, a, it's literally a legendary team in all its athletes. But yeah. the key is, yo, consistency of play together, early start, talent. Nigeria's got talent. They're pulling people who have started early, and now you're getting the consistency of consistency. play as everybody gets yeah. around. That's yeah. what I said. Like, first thing first, beat Kenya. That, that is the first knocker that goes. Then I feel like Namibia and South Africa becoming that same. Namibia, South Africa, Zimbabwe. That little yeah. region of, of Southern Africa, you knock those out, the rest of the world is caved.
1: Because we uh, – I have my boy, uh, I know his name, Monate. He plays for the Kenyan national team. He's <laughs> here in the States right now. He's been talking mad junk since I got picked up. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm a CEO. We're going to play against each other. I'm just like, okay, don't be mad when you get boomfucked. Right. <laughs> don't be mad when you get smacked. Because I'll go for you the whole time. you my boy. I know how you play, so. Because I play with him. Because my first time playing sevens was early this year.
0: Okay, okay. I was going to say, yeah. how do you feel with that with the field?
1: I think sevens is my game.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: you'd already naturally have the endurance and the pace that's already going for it. Yeah. And sevens. now with that spread, just the size is just going to
1: dominate through. Yeah, sevens is my game. Because, like, yeah, it's hard to bring me down, to have the two people. If I can get the ball off before two people get me, that's we came in second place at the LA Sevens. Yeah, that's how good that's how good we were. But yeah, I think I told the coach already that I want to play 7s in Nigeria also nice. Get for seven, so it's going it's going to be just fine for me. Getting Nigeria
0: HSBC man, HSBC tournament in uh, not in Hong Kong anymore, but whatever. It's going to be that that overall qualifier that they usually do.
1: Yeah, but I mean. I plan to give my everything this this fall to life because just because like that's going to be my alma mater. this one and two, right? They're the one that showed me the way. You know, they exposed me basically. Because if I didn't play for life, I don't like think anybody would really know about me. You know, so I owe a lot to life university and especially Coach Bradford. He's been he's been like a father figure in my life. That's the head coach, and uh, he tells me when I'm doing wrong stuff. I mean, he tells you how it is. So. I, that's why I really respect life. They have a great culture. They, you know, that's like probably um one of the best teams I've played in, in my whole career,
0: honestly. What makes it so special? I, and I've heard this a lot from the life guys as well. Between life and Lindenwood guys, like I've heard this between these two programs, but for you, what was it that made life sit so well for
1: you? It's the culture. I just put it that way. I mean, every team, keep it going. Some people aren't gonna like you. Some people are gonna like you, but it's different. Like even if they don't like you, when it comes to winning, everybody put the pride aside. Everybody put everything aside and just play and just focus on the tax ahead. That's the difference. But when I played at Central, it was like you could just tell the people that didn't like you on the team. Like they will show it. They're not. They're not the type of people to just you know what I'm saying. Just hide it for the course. They will show it, and you know what I'm saying? They'll mess up a lot of things, you know? But with life, it's just more like we going to play, we going to win, and the way they train is just so, like, intense. Like, life yeah. training, a lot of players on other teams don't survive that
0: training.
1: <laughs> They're playing at a certain level, and, like, that's why they beat everybody because people can come out just smashing them and beating them, but can you go uh, 80 minutes with life? Yeah. Nah. nah. <laughs> that's...
0: that's- no, and it, it, it's interesting to me because I always go like, yo, why don't more people try and mimic it? But I guess those have to have a special kind of crazy to be able yeah, to. Yeah, it's
1: the coach, Lawrence, man. Coach Lawrence is – Yeah,
0: that man. Uh, that, well, that, that,
1: fact, but the fact that defensive, defensive um, training is <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Defensive, like the difference is on bracket where we do training. Oh, my god! Yeah. I look up to that every time. though. That should be my favorite part of the day. Yeah, my favorite part of the day. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a defense. I'm a defender. Like that's my nature. You know, right? Like I'm beginning to learn the offensive part of rugby, which is making it even more interesting to me. Like I plan on playing rugby until I retire.
0: That's good. That's good. And that you, this is the perfect sport to be able to do that. Like you. Yeah. So much Look, whenever I first started. When I found out there was, like, 60-, 70-year-old guys that were still playing, and they play, like, rock, like they were still playing, playing, not, like, just old-boying it, like, playing, playing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, these dudes were hard to tackle in and of themselves. Yeah.
1: Like, their bodyguard,
0: yeah. I was like, yo, this is the sport. This is the sport to be in. It is. It is.
1: It's it got longevity in it. The injuries are not, like, as bad as football, where, like, two or three concussions, you're done. Like, I'm not going to I never had a concussion. I don't plan to have it. But You know, but. It's that's a blessing because I know God has His hand in my life, you know. Dude,
0: that, man, like that, dude. I love it, Freddie. Man, dude, I, I I love this so much, and I'm so happy to see like this progression and getting to see, especially in it. You're still in your infant stage of rugby, too. That's, so the potential true. is like still so skyrocketed. Yeah.
1: So like, when when
0: are you when are you um when are you supposed to be set to go over go overseas and uh, start working with uh, Black Stallions?
1: um december december january okay yeah we were just talking about the probably tour at the end of december but i'm going to nigeria in december regardless so right but december in january and then they were talking about having that tournament in um in lagos it's going to be a big tournament they're inviting a lot of teams a lot of big teams so i guess that's going to be where we're going to test our orders with the new team that we have you know
0: I need to go talk to him to see what's what's up with him. When when is that mm-hmm. one? in, you know,
1: in May uh, and maybe I'm not sure. Maybe maybe early. Maybe early in the year. Maybe like February. They, they was just saying it last year. Um, last night, I was having a conversation with the captain because he was just telling me how like they want. You know how the Nigerian soccer jerseys are sold yeah. out. That's how we want to get the um the, the regular jerseys just because it, yeah, just because the way they designed it and like. They really good. They're gonna be coming out. Be okay. Yeah. Be okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. I'm really. I just want them to do it the right way. You know, I'm giving them the advice. Because if you have like a, you know how they advertise the uh, jerseys for the soccer team. Yeah. We just need to get on that level. Just do a couple photo shoots. You know, before the jersey drops. Then
0: I think that would be a good fundraiser for the team. Definitely be a good start, and 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 then continue to double down, especially especially in the Lagos area, Lagos and Abuja area. If you can double down in, in the marketing in those areas to be able to get people to at least have awareness. Because right now, the biggest issue with Nigeria is just the culture is not a rugby culture. It's a soccer culture by nature. Yeah, that's but true. it can be switched. It's and not even just switched. It can be added in because the aggressive nature is still in our ego. Like yep. rugby is that perfect balance of, of ego and not. So, dude, I, I expect it. I'm looking for yeah. it, man.
1: I'm looking forward to it, too. It's just, like, I'm glad I'm able to join when the start of it, you know? I know I'm not going to be playing when they actually get to where they need to get to, but I like the process. Because, you know, like, I remember last year, yeah. I think it was during the summer, I got sent to a USA camp. I was going to say, how
0: come, I've been surprised that you hadn't been taken to uh, an Eagles camp yet. But yeah, you have. I
1: went, Yeah, I went there for, um, I think it was USA North. I went, they had picked up, basically it was just people that just started playing rugby, so they was picking up like a team for that. Yeah. And they brought in some guys that played their whole life. So it was just straight athletes in it. at that camp. was that? For two weeks, made a team. I made a team up there. It was 11 of us that made a team. Made a team, played against some teams that they played with, probably played two games with them. And then I just came back, but it was just more like, I had a conversation with my dad, like, America, it'd be great to represent the United States. But, right. You know, what about my country? You know,
0: right? Uh, dude, feel the exact same. Nothing. It's not against the us, but man, if you can rise in Nigeria, especially uh, if you can get it in into Olympic contention, twenty twenty four, right? And you're right in that age range. Like that comes. that be thirty by the time whenever you get done. hmm That's the perfect time. It's, yeah,
1: it's crazy. Like, and the seven things almost beat America. They lost about one try. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Year, yes, they lost about one try. So if they could stick with the states like that, with you know, what I'm saying they got some talent. But I join in. I got a couple guys that I've recruited here too. That's going to be yeah. running with us. I think we're gonna be, we're gonna be fine. Especially sevens, mm-hmm. fifteens is gonna be okay, but sevens is gonna be where we make our money, honestly.
0: Build up on both If you can get both of them Especially Because 15 is going to be the one That gives you global notoriety 7 is the one that opens you up To the casual crowd.
1: Yeah That's true That's true But I mean I'm really really excited man I cannot wait I can't wait Because it's something That I dream and think about All the time now This is just representing this capping. This playing my first game with my country, it's going to be, I feel like it's finally going to be one of the greatest moments in my life.
0: It almost makes it almost like, look, even though you didn't get on to the Super Eagles, look, you're still being able to represent the green and white. Still, (laughs) yeah, still,
1: that green and white, man, still. I'm so pumped. But yeah, that's really it, man. Bruh,
0: dude, I'm so happy for it, man. Dude, where can people find you Be able to follow you at, man?
1: Um uh, my Instagram handle is um fredogamo at @fredogamo f r e d g a m o that's my Instagram handle I mean I use Facebook too but Instagram is like, really where I'm at <laughs> <laughs>
0: Instagram is a heavenly spot
1: yes <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at
0: <laughs> Yo awesome brother dude thank you so much bro I, I like I said I can't wait and uh dude we're going to have you back on here uh, as as the time goes, because uh, yeah, no, this is good. I like I like bro. You got that energy. I like it. I always <laughs> got to put up for my peoples
1: too. Anyway, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> excited, man. I'm just excited. You know, you got my number. You got my email. Just email me anytime you want me to come on the show. I'll always be glad. To be. Sounds like a play.
0: Yo, guys. I I mean, what what can we say? What can you say? This is a guy. That knows what he wants and he's gonna Go get it how can you not want To have that in rugby you know Even 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 just An ounce that that's why we go for crossover athletes this is part of the Reason why people keep thinking the U.S. is a sleeping giant which Is annoying because it's just starting To grow and whatever it's just a term That we're tired of but you Guys definitely check This out absolutely Check him out thank you Freddie, so much for being a part of this Thank you for coming through Can't wait to have him back on And of course getting the update Recognize my green and white The Black Stallions Let's go Nigeria Rugby And guys man We got so many great interviews uh, Coming back through here uh, Definitely check out Our last interview With the great The wonderful But today my Derek Lipskin of Old Blue Rugby Before that, Pat Evans from Front Office Sports Uh, Kelly Smith from American Rugby Pro Training Center Adam uh, Gray-Hayward, star of the movie Play On Uh, Jackie Finlan, the editor in chief creator of the Rugby Breakdown Farrah Douglas of Mount St. Mary's uh, Women's Rugby Head Coach Rashad Lipford Founder of NC North Carolina and HBCU And just so much more So much more Available back there Naya Tapper Chetta Emba, James Brunson uh, Nicholas Walcott Ram Edding We have some amazing guests Please check it out And of course Please leave a review If you can It helps us and make sure that we know what you like and make sure we are consistently keeping things going the way that they should. Uh, Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to it. Of course, you guys can watch the video feed on gifttimerugby.com. I'm sorry, correction, on youtube.com slash gifttimerugby. And uh, you definitely don't want to miss any second of this whatsoever. It's, It's definitely a great time. Um, Thank you, guys. I hope you guys are staying happy. I hope you guys are staying healthy. And, of course, I hope you know that you are highly favored. You guys have a good one. Cheers.